Welcome to Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, the place where ordinary people proclaim an extraordinary Jesus. Hey guys, we have another sermon for you today, and it's just, it's a tremendous honor to, to share this with you from who's become a great friend in Laura Pruno. Oh my gosh, Jason, she is an incredibly brave woman, and to hear her share her story about how Jesus got her through one of the probably worst tragedies a parent could ever go through is yeah. in- completely encouraging to my soul. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we didn't ask Laura to do this. Nope. But when we announced that our pulpit series was starting, she was the, one of the, the first contributors. Absolutely. And just shared, I, I mean, I can't, I'm like, I, I say well, I'm speechless and honored, yeah, Alex. Yeah, like, absolutely. And I could say, like, after having heard this the first time, like the worship that I experienced at church the following Sunday was just through the roof. Mm. It was amazing. And it's because of this story. And it's because of how good God is. Absolutely. So Laura, without further ado, preach it. I'd like to start by saying that I respect the fact that the Jesus you know and the Jesus I know may look a little different, or a lot different. I grew up in what many know as the Bible Belt in the Deep South. My faith wasn't grounded and deeply rooted in the ways I would have liked. I didn't know that until recently, though. I grew up with what you may think is a strict view of who God was, who Jesus is, and the things in life that will gain us entrance into heaven or remand us straight to hell. Recently, I opted for the version of life and faith where I wanted to dig deeper, own my own faith, and allow it to grow roots. The scary thing is, I did all this digging and research, and I learned that I was living pretty much a blind faith of sorts. I trusted all I ever knew because my parents said so, because a pastor said so, but never because I understood or could own how and what I believed or the why behind the things I believed. The Jesus I knew as a child and throughout adolescence is very different than the Jesus I've come to know. Today I find myself wanting to share with you some of the ways that Jesus has been like glue and has just held me during some of the most broken seasons and times in my life. One thing I can say for sure is that I have known deep pain, but along with that, and I'm still learning, is also great healing. Some of what I'm going to share today I've never really shared openly. Forgive me if my voice cracks or if I'm a bit shaky or even if I have tears. I can almost guarantee some combination of all those. You see, growing up, I often felt very alone as I lived through some life events that left deep wounds, messy scars, and a kind of pain I wish no one knew, ever. I learned way too quickly about being violated, about sexual assault, trauma, and rape. For a very long time, those hidden secrets, those things that haunted me in the darkness, those things defined me. 
I allowed them to for far, far too long. There were other things, like being bullied in school, satanic activities and rituals. Yep, it's a real thing. Anyway, moving on. I, I put up walls and I erected barriers, those to hopefully protect my already broken heart. Like I said before, I grew up in a Christian home. I felt like the Jesus I knew had failed at his job in protecting a helpless kid and a growing adolescent. As I grew up, I knew pain on so many levels. I joined the act army on active duty. <laughs> My first duty station, being a female in an all-male artillery unit, came with its challenges and downfalls. Again, with the lesson in life that you may not always be able to trust those you should be able to. In that duty station, and the next, I lived across the oceans, and was obviously very far from home. Consequently, also became far from any version of Jesus I thought I knew. A friend and a unit member saw suicide as, as his only escape from some very real pain he was facing. Sadly, not the first person I've known to do that, but certainly he was the closest. The theme you may see emerging, or that's dictated a lot of my life and has led the way, is pain. Still, though, I held on to some version of strength and faith. Then, in 2013, my beautiful four-year-old daughter was diagnosed with what we'd come to know as a one-of-a-kind brain cancer. A cancer so rare that it's literally one-of-a-kind in the entire world. Not the kind of lottery we were hoping for. It was a blow in about every way. Life as we knew it would never be the same. In those very early days, I had to decide something. Trust God or not. I opted for the version where I committed to memory these things. Three very important things. God is still God. God is still good. And no matter what, He is still in control. I committed those to memory and to my heart. I had to fall back on that many, many times as she so, so very courageously fought and battled this aggressive cancer. At the moment, however, where we heard, where we heard the words, there's nothing more we can do. There are no more medical options left. It was at that moment that all I believed was called into question. I either believed it or I didn't. We'd soon find out that answer. As my daughter completed that medical treatment, all bets were off. Yes, my faith remained, but I also had to face that without a miracle from God himself, from him alone, that my daughter was going to die. And well, she did. I, I had the honor and surreal experience of holding her as she breathed her final breaths this side of heaven. It was simultaneously the most beautiful and heart, well, heart-shattering moments of my entire life. She died, and I couldn't save her. 
But what gave my heart solace was that, even though at seven years old, she knew she was dying, she wasn't afraid. She had an innocent and a precious faith. She knew her Jesus and was excited with the prospect that she was getting ready to meet him. She would receive the ultimate healing. To me, though, there was sadness because it didn't happen as I wanted on this side of heaven. It felt as if life was being drained from me and like part of me died when she did. As that was busy happening, you might ask where Jesus was. Where was my Jesus now? He was holding sorry, he was holding my daughter, and that brought so much strength. I'd be lying though if I told you that strength was the only emotion I felt. I felt a lot of things. I felt entirely too much, if I'm being honest. In the months that have followed her death, it's felt at times like I had to learn to breathe again. Like I had to continuously tell my heart to beat again. I had to work through some deep thoughts and feelings with regards to the Jesus I knew and now know. I didn't blame God for her death, but I was hurt. I was hurt that he didn't lift a finger to save her either. Then, I went back to the truths I once made the decision to commit to my heart and head. I had to decide if I ever truly believed my own words and thoughts about God. I did, and I still do. The Jesus I know may not look the same as he once did, but he's absolutely more real to me. I can now see his hand in damn near everything I've walked through from early in my life through now. The true strength isn't in some fairy tale version of Jesus. Nope. The strength comes in community, in the ways that people reach out as the hands and feet of Jesus in human form. That Jesus is the epitome of love. Love played out, love supporting and surrounding us, and helping me while holding my hand as I put one foot in front of the other and keep walking. When I don't feel like I have the strength to keep going, it's that love that shows me who Jesus really is. No, he's not some fairy tale dude up in the sky. He's all around us, though, and shows himself when, other, when others take time to just be with us, to sit with us in our pain, and to just be real. When I realized that it's okay to not be okay, and that there's no shame in reaching out for help, it was then and only then that I saw Jesus, I saw the Jesus that I've come to know. It's only then that healing is and was able to penetrate some very broken places in my heart. Though I have lived through hell on earth in a lot of different ways and a lot of different times in my life, I have come to know a very real love and a very real Jesus. Yes, the pain will come. Yes, I'll walk through things in this life that hurt. There's no escaping that. But thankfully, I know that I'll never do it alone. 
and neither will you. The love, the Jesus I know, can be the Jesus you know, regardless of how you feel about any certain version of Jesus that you may or may not even know, regardless of any of that. Take my hand. I offer love and friendship wherever you are, whoever you are, and however you got to where you are today. Never give up, ever. Please stay. like to share a sermon or story about Jesus on Not Your Pastor's Pulpit, you can do so by following three simple guidelines. Keep it short, keep it Jesus, and love others. If you would like to learn more about our submission process, please go to notyourpastorspodcast.com backslash pulpit or listen to episode 26. Until next week, go in peace, my friends. Yeah.